Take your pick, Puka Nakua or Tank Dell. All that more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can also check out her fantastic work at Pro Football Focus. We've got a little fun segment or uh, show for you guys today. We're going to do some Would You Rather Take Your Pick when it comes to some hot-button players, uh, especially rookies this year. Kate, let's just get it right into it. Our first one, uh, Puka Nakua or Tank Dell as wide receiver one? I think this one is uh, this one's a very tough one. But Marcus, the more I watch Tank Dell, the more I'm inclined. I got to present the case for Tank Dell here. He is far and away the best best route runner in this class. And I think we generally knew that uh, coming out. But like we looked at the production. Okay, that checked out. Uh, Tank Dell just kind of dominated the FBS uh, in his final two seasons with Houston. Um, he's the only player in the FBS with more than 2,400 receiving yards in his final two years. Only player with more than 27 receiving touchdowns in that span. He was a freak. And like, very simply put, and I think if you hadn't seen the height and weight and you just looked at his tape, uh, his ability to run routes, the production, there wouldn't have really been many questions about Tank Dell to begin with, right? Like, I, I think if there weren't these questions, we might have seen him go in the, the second round, maybe even into the first, just based on what you saw. But again, he, you know, posed that big question. Can he be the size outlier? And to this point, he absolutely has been. Uh, among wide receivers with 50 or more targets this year, Tank Dell is ranked top 15 in yards per reception, yards per route run, contested catch percentage, Marcus. Like, contested catch percentage for this yeah. little teeny tiny man he plays so much bigger than you know I, I think we can give him credit for and though Puka Nakua I, I know has so much upside I, you know I, I think part of his downturn in production obviously comes from um, just I, I think a small decrease in that target share with with Cooper Cup in the mix um, which shouldn't be a problem long term but I think that the overall trajectory of both of these teams i'm gonna trust the trajectory that tank dell is on probably over nakua and like i said every week he just gives you more and more reason to disregard the height and weight and just buy into the talent so i love tank dell we have been big supporters of tank dell uh through this entire process but the answer here kate is puka nakua Mm. for a couple reasons number one He's tied with Sean McVay, who is just one of the best offensive masterminds that we have in the league. Uh, his only downturn in production 
was when Matt Stafford wasn't on the field. And I know that's a little bit of a concern, right? Like how long is Matt Stafford going to be with the Rams? How long just, is Sean McVay going to be with the Rams? That's another question. Cause it felt, it, it's felt lately. Like he's got one foot out the door. I think Sean McVay likes living in Los Angeles. I think he's going to stay there for a while. Uh, now Matt Stafford might not be, but we've seen Sean McVay get ridiculous quarterback production and ridiculous wide receiver production, no matter who, you know, whether it's Jared Goff, uh, whether it's Matt Stafford, whether it was Cooper cup or Robert Woods, like he's always had someone to produce. And you just look at the raw numbers, Kate, like we're, (laughs) we're going into week 13 and Puka already has 73 catches, 924 yards, only three touchdowns. So he's not even getting the touchdowns yet. And he's still producing like a top five fantasy receiver. This role is just, it's gold for fantasy players. I want the slot receiver in Sean McVay's offense. And it's why I'm taking Puka. I think it's fair. And look, Marcus, if I could have both of these guys on my roster, I'd, I want them. I, I want all of them. And this has been, um, you know, we've been kind of spoiled, I think, with the rookies, especially given, you know, Puka's draft capital, right? Like you didn't have to spend up for Puka Nakua. No. You also didn't have to spend up for Tank Dell. So really, I feel like we're we're debating, you know, kind of senselessly at this point, because, man, are you lucky to have either of these guys on your roster and you didn't have to pay up to do it, which is even more beautiful. Uh, so we don't officially have ADP uh, for the month of like the, the last few months of no, or excuse me, the last few weeks of November, but I did get a little sneak peek of what the wide receiver rankings were, what they're going to be uh, on the next couple of days on dynasty Ooh. league football. Puka Nakua and tank Dell are currently top 12 dynasty receivers right now. Wow. And I'm not surprised at all. You go through the names of like some of these other receivers that are being drafted uh, like, I'll give you a name, Chris Olave. I'm kind. Of, I, I'm a huge Chris Olave fan. I I would just rather have both of these players than Chris Olave. Mm, that's getting spicy, Marcus. It's getting spicy. But well, I mean, let me give you the receivers. The let me, let me give you the receivers after wide receiver seven. Uh, at least according to our last batch of wide receiver ADP: Jalen Waddle, Stephon Diggs, Chris Olave, Jordan Addison, wide receiver eleven. Devonte Smith, and now you can make an argument. Hey, some of these guys should be higher than Dell and Nakua or whatever. But it's not a tear gap for me. Like these guys, Dell and Nakua are absolutely in that conversation. Yeah, I I think very fair on both sides. All right, so you're making me choose against Tank Dell. It's 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 a very very cruel thing for you to do. <laughs> do you know what's worse, Kate? Making me choose between Sam Laporta and Dalton Kincaid, who we are going to debate next. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun that I've had playing DFS. Uh, There's so many different players to choose from, so many different stat projections. It's absolutely incredible. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy that so you that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. 
for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Kate, our next would you rather, Sam Laporta or Dalton Kincaid? I, Marcus, this is, I like again, you can't go wrong with either of these tight ends here. I, I feel like it's, it's you know, we're, we're arguing um, Granny Smith versus, I don't know, some other I was going to use chocolate, right? Like your <laughs> Snickers versus Twix. Yes. Okay. Perfect example. Perfect example. Um, yeah. Chocolate. I don't, I don't know much about apples. I don't know why I went there, uh, but it, I'm going with Sam Laporta here. He is the overall tight end one in dynasty right now, which is insane, but not too far behind him is Dalton Kincaid. Um, I'm just so enthralled with Sam Laporta. First of all, it was my favorite receiving tight end coming out of this class just based on his yards after the catch ability, it, like it, it was bar none, right? Absolutely. Um, we knew exactly coming out of Iowa, what he was capable of in that, that position. There's really been no acclimation period for him either Four top five finish, top five finishes so far as a rookie, which that matches the total number of times he's finished outside the top 12. That's pretty darn impressive. Uh, for a rookie, if you have as many finishes outside the top 12 as you have in the top five, uh, you know, like he's got the edge over Kincaid in terms of yards per reception, touchdowns this year, um, five total touchdowns, which literally is as many as he's had in four seasons at Iowa. That was kind of like a question mark a little bit for me. And he's kind of proved that this is not uh, really a, a huge issue. But most of all, Marcus, you know, I look at both of these guys, you know, both very similarly skilled in in terms of their receiving upside. But I do think that situationally Laporta gets the edge in terms of legitimately looking like his team's wide receiver too, right? You have Amon Ross St. Brown, um, you know, you have Jamison Williams who to this point, I mean, he's averaging 17 yards per game, like Mm -hmm. availability kind of key to, you know, developing as as a rookie a second year player and to this point he hasn't been available despite the immense talent and I think they drafted Laporta to be their wide receiver too in this offense and man I I think you know this team with Jared Goff at quarterback and and you know playing alongside Amon Ross St. Brown like this is a very high upside offense that uh, has been a little less prone to offensive turnovers than your friend Kincaid there with the Bills. I'm just saying, I think there's there's validity to Laporta as the overall tight end one in Dynasty, even if you can get Kincaid at a little bit of a discount. I love Sam Laporta. We we 
you and I have loved him for a long time. But Dalton Kincaid is my tight end one in Dynasty right now for a couple of different reasons. Let's look back, Kate, at some of the best you know, fantasy and dynasty tight ends over the last decade, right? You've got Rob Gronkowski. You've got Travis Kelsey. Jimmy Graham in there for a stretch. Uh, Mark Andrews. Anybody I'm forgetting? That's uh, kind of the, the, those guys, right? Yeah. What did those four tight ends have in common? Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson for a little bit. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, right? All of them were tied to like this elite, elite quarterback. And that's why I'm going with Kincaid over San Laporta. Josh Allen is just a much more stable year-to-year quarterback. He's going to be in Buffalo for the next decade. I want as many players around Josh Allen as possible. Also, Kate, you look at this this receiver situation in Buffalo right now. There's Stephon Diggs. We don't even have to go through all the things that are going on with Stephon Diggs right now, such as his brothers saying they need to get him out of Buffalo. You've got <laughs> Gabe Davis, who is in the final year of his contract. I don't see any way the Bills bring him back after this year, after how everything is gone. Uh, it's Khalil Shakir, who's a you know second-year receiver who barely plays. There's just a, a non-zero chance that Kincaid is this, you know, the number one passing option on this team by 2024 or maybe by 2025. We're already see, starting to see production kind of go up. Over the last seven games, he's averaging 60 receiving yards per game. Uh, he's caught two touchdowns in that stretch. I just won't be surprised by next year if he's averaging 74 yards a game and half a touchdown and maybe more. And it's why I, I, I just want my tight end attached to a really stable quarterback. And that's why I'm taking Kincaid. I do think that's a very fair point, Marcus. So as much as I like Jared Goff, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he is uh, of the same echelon and tier that Josh Allen is. And uh, I, I mean, you bring up a great point. The best dynasty quarterbacks have been, uh, tight ends have been tied to legendary quarterbacks. Like I, I a hundred percent get it. Um, you know, in terms of upside, I think both of these guys have tremendous upside. Um, you know, I, I think maybe for the time being and the immediacy, Sam Laporta might be the more stable fantasy yes, asset, but I, I definitely, I can understand the, the long-term appeal um, in having really any receiver that's going to be tied to Josh Allen long-term. And it, yeah, the, the situation with Stefan Diggs, that's definitely uh, a dicey there, some, right? Well, if it doesn't feel great, like that, that's not to say that I don't think they can, you know, repair the relationship, whatever's going on there. But I mean, yeah, like I, I, I definitely understand why Kincaid offers some stability there and, what otherwise might be, you know, a somewhat unstable offense, but yeah, um, I, I, I'll give you I a point it. for I'll give you a point for Laporta that you need to at least consider a little bit. He's just going to play in a lot better weather games. He's going to play eight to nine year games, uh, you know, a season yeah. in Detroit. He's going to play in Minnesota, a dome. Whereas Buffalo, there's going to be fantasy playoffs where he plays three straight road games, and it's snowing and raining and windy. And it's going to be really hard to rely on that. Now, is that enough to, for me to put Laporta over Kincaid? No, but it is something you need to think about when it comes to ranking some of these tight ends. 
Laporta being in a dome, same with TJ Hawkinson, is a big advantage, especially when you get later in the year. We have our fantasy playoffs. What they're like late late December now, like right around Christmas time is when our fantasy playoffs are. That does give a little check to Sam Laporta. I, th- I think all those all those good points, um, especially since it's in the favor of of my guy. So. Uh, just really quickly, so for me. I have Dalton Kincaid and Sam Laporta as my tight end one and tight end two in Dynasty right now. After those guys, who do you have? Because the next options are obviously Travis Kelsey, who is really starting to look a lot older. You've got Mark Andrews now, who's coming off, you know, who's going to be coming off an injury next year. Part of me just wants to put TJ Hawkinson as tight end three right now. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy. Um, I, I still just given the, the, you know, sheer upside of uh, TJ Hawkinson. I think that that is very, very fair. Um, Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson right now for me um, feel neck and neck, although like the emergence of Zay Flowers and and the connection that he has, uh, you know, obviously you have Isaiah Likely playing behind him who, you know, isn't the same same caliber tight end, but um, you know, it, it's starting to like this, this new Baltimore Ravens offense, it is starting to show like, Hey, we can utilize some of yep. these different receiving options. We don't need to funnel it to Mark Andrews a hundred percent of the time. So like given the age, right? Like TJ Hawkinson, two years younger than Mark Andrews. Only 26, right? Yeah. Like that, that feels like a, a very fair statement. And it, I mean, for me, it, which one I would rather have just kind of comes down to like, who can I get either later in drafts or who could I acquire for less, you know, well, assets and draft capital in a trade. I believe Hawkinson is tight end one on the season this year. Um, you look at his numbers since joining the Vikings and like, they're incredible, Kate. Like he's been really good. And I thought there would be a major drop off once Kirk Cousins got hurt. There's been a tiny drop off. But he's still been really good in your fantasy lineups. Like, look at his game last week against Chicago. Caught three passes on the final drive of the game. Caught a touchdown. He just finds a way to be productive. I mean, if you wanted to tell me he's tight end one because he's established, he's only 26, he just got a long-term deal, he's playing indoors, I could buy it. But I think I'm going to go, just because of the quarterback situation, I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid over both of those guys. I think that's fair. I like again, you know what I love about these uh these discussions we're having is both sides uh very much understandable and it like both of these sides very very promising young rookies that I would love to have on my fantasy team. That's what they have in common here. All right, let's uh let's pivot to some depth wide receiver. So nobody that's going inside the top 20 or anything at wide receiver, but some speculative ads that we want to debate next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Why root for your favorite team on the empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on all of your football watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party or the tailgate, Cowboys, Seahawks tonight, we're going to be ordering DoorDash. I'm going to get a bunch of pizza uh, from one of our favorite spots here out in Corey, the corner bar and grill. Cannot wait. Absolutely love DoorDash. 
Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change. We want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. You can also go bet on who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to win the NFL MVP award. That race is getting really tight. Who's going to be the defensive player of the year? Is it going to be Miles Garrett, Michael Parsons, TJ Watt, DeRon Blaine? So many great options right now. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day, we want to let you know on tomorrow's show, Kate and I are going to react to Seahawks-Cowboys on Thursday Night Football. All of our biggest takeaways, we will also have our promotion commotion segment, which is always so much fun, so make sure you tune in for that. But Kate, right now, one more take your pick. Jaden Reed or Marvin Mims? This one's super hard, Marcus, because, you know, I love Marvin Mims. Just to be clear, one of my favorite prospects coming out of this year's draft, just speedy, everything that you could possibly want in a wide receiver, you get it out of Marvin Mims. But to this point, uh, I I don't really understand what's going on in the Denver Broncos offense, because anytime he touches the ball, uh, really, really exciting things happen. But to this point, they haven't really tapped into all of that potential. Now, I will argue Marvin Mims definitely has the higher ceiling of these two wide receivers. But if we are looking at the floor and and just finding a very reliable, maybe wide receiver too, here in and here out, Jaden Reed might actually be that guy. Uh, you know, came out an incredible route runner, one of the the best I think in this rookie class. Um, obviously no, no candle lit to tank Dell here, but um, you know, in terms of the overall skills in, in this Packers receiving room, I think Jaden Reed is probably the most like refined and has the safest floor among all of these players who are kind of all in the midst of still developing their professional skill sets. Um, you know, I think obviously probably a, a slightly lower ceiling than Christian Watson. He's a little bit smaller. He's not, not as athletic, like, Reed definitely has the higher floor for me, though, not just among the Packers receivers in comparison to Marvin Mims. Um, you know, this is an offense we know is trending up. We know the the vibes we, we've spoken, I think, uh, what was it just last week that we were we were all over this Packers yeah. offense. Um, you know, we look at Jaden Reed, top 15 among wide receivers and passer rating when targeted yards after contact for reception, um, you know. He's got this slot role under lock in this Packers offense. And I think that's going to be a super valuable one, especially considering like while while we see Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson kind of teeter totter around the outside of the lineup, 
um, you know, I think this slot role is going to have a very integral part in moving the chains in this offense moving forward. We've seen he, he's got a nose for the end zone. I, I really like Jaden Reed, um, and he might be one of the, the you know, a low, a, a nice buy low candidate, um, you know, for those that are, are looking for kind of a, a safer asset that, you know, might just be able to, to be a, one of those perennial flex plays week in and week out. Um, I think Jaden reads that guy, whereas Marvin Mims, I, I think he's, despite the talent, going to have some more volatility there that isn't going to be able to to sustain some of that um, reliability that fantasy managers are probably looking for. You made my case for me, though. I, it's it's the upside. When, I, when it comes down to like some of these mid-range receivers right now on Dynasty League football, Jaden Reed's going as wide receiver 46, Marvin Mims wide receiver 53, I'm chasing upside. I, I want to ha- I want to get as many of these guys that could potentially be like high-end wide receiver twos for me. And to me, that's just Marvin Mims for a couple of reasons. Number one, this was Sean Payton's first draft pick that he's made with the Denver Broncos. He obviously likes him. He talks about him all the time, how they need to get him the ball more. I think that's going to happen. It probably won't happen, though, Kate, until next year. Jerry du- Judy is a free agent. I don't see him coming back. Cortland Sutton, uh, his deal, I believe he either has a year left or he's, his deal up is up as well. I think he will return, which means that Marvin Mims is going to slide right into that Jerry Judy role. I, I just think there's a chance that he could be an 1,100-yard receiver, seven or eight touchdowns. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe he is a little bit more vo- volatile you know, week to week, but I, I just see a lot more upside with his profile and what his role is going to be in this offense. Again, I think very fair. So maybe the tiebreaker here, Marcus, for, for those listening is what kind of asset are you looking for? Because I think both of these guys are very similar tier uh, players at this point in, in terms of their dynasty value. But, you know, are you looking for a guy that, you know, might might just kind of sit in your flex and and rack up like 10 to 15 points every week? Or are you chasing the upside? And I think it's very sometimes roster dependent uh, on what kind of player you need to complete your lineup on a week to week basis and kind of use that as, as your guiding factor for which of these receivers you would rather have on the roster. I do like both of these players and you can get both of them pretty cheap right now especially Marvin Mims, who has seen his dynasty value drop. I got a feeling, though, Kate, the closer that we get to the offseason, I think that's when you're going to see Mims' value start to rise, even if he doesn't start to produce at all, because people are going to start looking at the contract, looking at the future, being like, there's just no way that both of these receivers are back for Denver next year. Marvin Mims is obviously going to be one of the starters. Go buy him now before his value goes up. So, just to recap, Kate, you are taking Tank Dell, Sam Laporta, and Jaden Reed. I'm taking Puka Nakua, Dalton Kincaid, Marvin Mims. We want to know your thoughts. Who would you rather have in these three scenarios? Uh, make sure that you reach out to us on Twitter or at X. We want to see uh, the results. Maybe Kate will put up a, a nice little poll for us. Can't wait to see it. If you like the Locked On Dynasty football show, and obviously you do because you're listening to this right now, go check us out on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. Go listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out Kate on Twitter, at Kate Maju. Go check out her fantastic work at Pro Football Focus. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. 
on Thursday between the Seahawks and the Cowboys. And we will see you right back here tomorrow.